0: Okay, let's say, for example, you are quoting a prospect's insurance, and now you've got your quotes ready, your proposal is all set, when should you meet with your prospect? When really is the best time to meet? When's a bad time? Should you meet before the incumbent, after the incumbent, way in advance? Or maybe, as some agents actually think, maybe you should wait until the very last minute before you present your proposal. That's what we're going to be talking about today, what time to present your proposal to your prospect to get the results that you want. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12x your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I am glad that you are here with us today. I hope you had a great 4th of July celebration. I hope that you uh, still have all of your fingers that are attached to your hands. That would be terrible if it wasn't, but I'll tell you what. I actually found some pretty cool fireworks this year. We, uh, As many of you know, our family moved to Tennessee Uh, Just about a year ago, a little bit south of Nashville, we just moved into our house uh, just about a month or so ago and uh, found some pretty nice stands that were selling a whole bunch of different fireworks. And um, so we had just a a great time with the family, went out and actually saw fireworks at a big display, obviously here around Nashville. There was a major amphitheater, lots of music, just a a really good time, and I hope that you had a great time celebrating the birth of our country, this great country that we live in called the United States of America, and it is where we have the opportunity to be in a lot of different industries, and one of the best industries that's out there is called the insurance industry. Today, as we're going to be talking about a number of different things, but specifically, I want to talk to you about Really kind of where do you position yourself in the prospect's mind when you think about what time specifically before the policies come up for renewal should you meet with your prospect? I want to tell you that this is something that is always a major frustration for insurance buyers. It is a bit of a frustration for insurance agents Underwriters get upset about it. Insurance carriers really, even from a standard side from the direct bill, they try to bypass the agent altogether and just send it directly to the insured. But there's so many different variables that come into play on trying to figure out when is the best time to present your quotes to your prospect. Now here, I'm actually going to be assuming in this particular episode that we're talking about presenting your quotes to a prospect, not to a client. To a client, I actually feel it is a completely different strategy, but I'm going to be speaking specifically today about your prospects. So let's say you spend all your time putting together your your micro niche. You decide which industries you're going to go after. You uh, really get dialed in on understanding the pains, points, the problems that they're dealing with both in the insurance industry as well as their own unique industry. You start building the walls of your structure by putting together your messaging, your scripting, your prospecting approach. You put together your 12-month timeline of services. You start prospecting. You set an appointment. You go on that appointment with your prospect, and you are there spending a good amount of time with them, maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. You're building rapport. You are uncovering the pain points that they have with their current insurance agent, the servicing team, and the carrier that they're with or the plan. You are uncovering the pains, the problems, the things that they would like to have but they don't have, all of that. You then, towards the end of that meeting, present your timeline of services. That is what you're going to do for them over the course of a 12-month period, and then you have the sheer guts, the audacity to ask for the broker of record letter. Let me just tell you. As I give you the golf clap, that's a good job. That's what you want to do. But you know what? Here's really kind of the, the reality of it is that many times the insured looks you in the eye after you go through that entire process like an absolute pro. You then ask for the business with complete confidence and the insured looks you in the eye and says, no, no. Have you ever had that happen to you? You know, it's not obviously the most fun and exciting experience, but it definitely happens to every single one of us. And I think that's fine. I think that's good. I'd actually, um, I know that around 10 to 15% of insurance buyers out there right now are not currently happy with their current agent and they would sign your broker of record letter right now if you ask them to. But there's also a large percentage that would sign your broker of record letter. They're just not going to sign it right away. They might want to talk with you a little bit more and get to know you a little more, maybe have a, a chance to meet with a couple of your team members, maybe talk to a, a client of yours uh, just to kind of get a feel for what it's like to be serviced by you and your team. Um, a lot of people just don't make the decision to switch a major vendor right off the bat with one signature on a piece of paper. And there's also a lot of insurance buyers out there, frankly, who are just flat out um, happy. They're okay. It's not that the other agent has dropped the ball or anything like that. It's just that they haven't done maybe anything great. They haven't done anything terrible. And so they're not going to actually sign the broker of record letter. That's fine. You know what? I have zero problem with quoting, right? There's nothing wrong with offering quotes. In fact, quoting can work. It's just that... The, the foolish sort of blind quoting doesn't work at the end of the day. It's just not a very good process for you in order to be successful and win business. So I actually feel like there is a better way in which to go about the process. But sometimes you're going to actually have to offer quotes. I think that you should get three main things that you really need if you're going to go through the process of offering quotes. I'm not going to really itemize those too much because I've spoken about this in the past in a previous episode. But you're gonna need to get some buy in from them. You need to get to the the market you want. You need to find out what you gotta do in order to win the business. You gotta make sure the insured doesn't give the agent a last look. You know, if you get those kind of things that you're looking for, there's nothing wrong with offering quotes. But here's the thing now we finally come down to really figuring out when it is you're going to present the quote. So let's say, for example, the insured renews their insurance on October 1st. Okay, October 1st. It's one of the four main busiest days in the insurance business, January 1st, April 1st, July 1st, and October 1st. So let's say their insurance policies come up October 1st. You've got your quotes. It's now, for example, let's just say you you get your quotes three weeks before uh, the insured comes up for renewal, and you're ready now. You can put together your proposal. You have to decide, when should I actually meet with the insured? Okay, Now, I would tell you that if the insured didn't give you necessarily everything that you wanted, didn't give you the signed broker of record letter, maybe um, you didn't get to have all the carriers that you wanted, different things like that, I take, and again, let me just kind of put a little sort of a parenthesis around this, an asterisk, I'll get a little bit of time you know, out here, um, but I don't think that you have to give the insured what they want period. You don't have to do that. There's no reason why you have to do that. If they're not going to give you what you want, you don't have to give them everything they want. You know what some of the things they want? They would love to have their insurance policies or rather the proposal, the quotes, well in advance of that October 1st date. Can, Can they get it like a week, 10 days, two weeks? Can we get it beforehand? Yeah, I'm sure they would love that. But look, if they don't give me everything that I want, then I am not going to be giving them what they want. I am going to position myself in a stronger light. Now that's okay if you don't necessarily agree with me. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have our different opinions and so forth. You know, I, I I'm right. You're wrong. That's I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I'm right. You're wrong. But no, no, no. Just you know, kidding here. Look, there's a lot of different ways in which to do this. But you have to decide which one's going to make sense for you. If the insurer doesn't give me what I want, I'm not likely going to give them what they want in the timing they want. I'm going to give it to them in the time that I want that puts me in a stronger position. Period. So you might say, I am going to show up last minute with the quotes. If the insured you know, renews on October 1st, I'm going to try and come in the afternoon, the day beforehand, and give them my proposal. That way, when I'm sitting down with them, um, they don't have any options. They can't really like go back and forth. They just have to decide whether or not right there at that moment, whether or not they're going to do business with me. And if indeed I do get the business, then they just sign the documents right then and there. That is one option, and in fact, I would tell you, if the insured is not giving you everything that you want, and you want to put yourself in a stronger position, that could be a pretty good option. Your insurance buyer's not going to like it. I know as an insurance consultant, when I'm managing it for my insurance buyers, I don't like it, but I know what it actually is, and here's the thing. If you show up last, you're in a stronger position. Period. If you're going through a normal competitive quote process and the incumbent agent has the permission, the incumbent agent has the insured's ear, the incumbent agent has the incumbent carrier. Uh, if, they, if the incumbent agent has all that leverage, I need to be able to use leverage on my behalf so that I'm in a stronger position. And me showing up, you know, a week to two weeks with quotes in hand before that before that day comes is not necessarily in my best interest. Period. I know that as an agent, I know that as an insurance coach, and I know that as a consultant to insurance buyers, 100%. It is what it is. It's just part of the process. I'm sorry. It is what it is. There's no way to get around it. Deal with it. If you don't like it, that's okay. There's other industries in which you can get involved in, but that's part of the insurance business. So we just have to deal with it. It, it, it's the, kind of like that's how the insurance industry is set up. I don't like it. It doesn't necessarily work out in everybody's favor. But when you are or another agent is receiving an insurance commission, uh, a premium commission, if you will, from the insurance carrier, then always our interests aren't always aligned with the insureds. period. It just is what it is. It's just part of the, the business. Okay? Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. So here's the thing. If I am a competing agent and the insured doesn't give me everything we want, that I want, I am probably not going to offer my presentation, my proposal to the insured at least until after the insured has received all the quotes from the incumbent agent as well as any other agents. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. Period. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if that's not how you do it. That's okay. You do it how you want to do it. You, I don't know whoever said this, but it makes sense. You do you. And I'm going to do me. And that's okay. Because everybody's different. Here's why I say that. Now, again, I'm putting a parenthesis around this is because that's the process I would use if I don't get what I want. If I do get what I want, then I'm going to give the insured what he or she wants. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Right now, I'm just talking about if you are the agent, you're competing, you don't have the insured's loyalty. They're not giving you their business. They haven't agreed to fire their agent. You are already right now in a very weak position, period. The incumbent agent at this moment is using the industry statistic, which is 92%. Right now, he or she is controlling the business, and it is quite likely you're gonna lose, you're gonna get rolled. And so we have to plus put ourselves in as strong a position as possible. So if I know that I have my quotes three weeks beforehand, and I know that the other agents, like, you know, got some carriers, maybe the insurers, like, getting even quotes from another agent out there. I am just going to wait on it. I'm going to sit on it. I might give you know give the insurer a call and say, hey, you know what? Still kind of like processing everything. We're putting stuff together. You know, kind of taking a look at some various coverages and things like that. Um, I just want to find out. You know, do you know when your current agent is going to be bringing his quotes in for your for your um, you know for you to, to see and review? I want to know that. I want to be. I want to go in after they have gone in. And here's the main reason why is because. I'm also going to be contacting the insured kind of on a regular basis, and then once they receive those quotes, I'm going to be like, hey, know, it's great. You know what? Tell you what. Uh, why don't you send me over a copy? I'll kind of take a look at it. That way, when I get my proposal all together, I can give you a side-by-side comparison on what mine covers versus what it doesn't cover. That way, you can make a really valid you know, choice on which one's going to be the best choice for you. I am absolutely going to do that. You want to know why? Because, I say, by far and away, the vast majority of insurance buyers, prospects, are going to send that to you. One, they don't know the difference between what is smart, what's not smart, what's wise, what's not wise. They just don't understand insurance. And two, they're really just trying to get a good deal at the end of the day. Many times, they're just not overly loyal to their current agent. It's just that they're trying to not spend as much on insurance, but you know what? The agent hasn't dropped the ball, so they're not willing to just fire them with a broker of record letter. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's insurance. We'll get over it. I can build the relationship with that insured once they become my client, but until then I have to try to continue to put myself in a stronger position. Period. That's what has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, we're not likely going to win the business on a consistent basis. So we have to do that. So I will continue to push it out. I'm going to then be contacting the insured and trying to find out you know, if they've received quotes and send those to me. Uh, I hope that they will send me the actual pro- proposal, the quote. I want to find out, you know what, maybe the insured is, or maybe the other agent is even charging a broker fee. I want to see that. And you know what, if they're charging a broker fee, I'm going to use that information for my benefit if the if the insured Uh, rather the incumbent agent hasn't fully explained what is covered and what's not covered in that quote to the insured, I'm going to be talking about that because they might just say, yeah, you know what? I got your renewal quote. It's $32,000, so that's about $8,000 less than you were paying last year. This is a great quote. Are you ready to go with it? And if they get that $32,000 quote, it could be that there's significantly less coverage this year. It could be that there was bad coverage last year in exclusion and the insured just doesn't know it because they're not in the insurance business, and unfortunately, there are a lot of, I would say, amateur, ineffective um, nonchalant insurance agents out there who just really don't know what they're doing and they don't read insurance policies and they don't know the difference between endorsements and exclusions and they don't actually compare one from another. There are a lot of agents out there like that. There are your competitors are like that. And frankly, there might even be a lot of other producers at your agency who are like that. It is what it is. It's part of the business. But I also know that there are, unfortunately, some unscrupulous agents out there who should have their insurance license revoked but they are not doing a good job and they are withholding information from the insured, period. I also know of a number of agents out there. I have competed against them in the past. I have heard from it from other people and they will do some fairly, what I feel, dishonest stuff with the insured. They will, for example, Give an auto quote and instead of, you know, listing or insuring all 22 vehicles, they only list 18. And so they are significantly less expensive than everybody else. And then once it comes time to actually, you know, like buying that cover, say, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, we just, you know, we didn't have a couple of vehicles on there. We're just going to go ahead and endorse it, you know, on no problem. We're all good. Life is, life is wonderful. And the insured doesn't realize that, Oh wow. You know, suddenly now it's another $1,500 per vehicle, so we're talking another $6,000. Wow, if I'd have known that, I would have gone with the other carrier. But the insurers, very often, because they're not in the insurance business, sometimes they're just not very savvy when it comes to understanding these things. They just don't get it, and insurance agents, frankly, some of them out there are shady, period. And so because of that, I'm going to do my best to show up last. I want to be last in, and I want to work by negotiating with the insurance, uh, the insured to see if I can get copies of the quotes that they have received so that I can do a side by side comparison to the insured when I come and actually do my proposal. Why am I going to do that? Because if I can get the quotes from the insured and I realize that, oh, wow, one is actually a little bit better than mine and it's a little bit less expensive, then I'm going to go back to my underwriter before I present to the insured. I'm going to say, hey, here's what we've got. The insurer's already got a quote. It's 4% less than ours and it has this particular coverage. So we need to do something better so that we're in a stronger position to win here. And I'm going to renegotiate with the underwriter to try and get something better so that I can actually propose it to the insured. Look, I'm just telling you, you are in a competitive bid arrangement, and it's war. And because it's war, you need to be putting yourself in a stronger position, period. So that's what I'm going to do if the insured hasn't given me what I wanted. What do I want? I want the broker record letter. I want to represent the carriers that I want to represent. I'd rather represent the entire marketplace on their behalf. I want that. If the insured doesn't give it to me, then I don't have to be loyal to them. Yet, I need to put myself in a stronger position so as to potentially win the business in the long run. Now, that's how I would handle it On that side, if I don't get what I want, if I do get what I want, for example, let's say um, you know I do get everything I want, I get to represent all the carriers that I want. Maybe they even give me you know the broker of record letter on the current carrier, but they're still having the incumbent agent quote. Like I've seen that as well. You know I've I have seen it. I have actually gotten it where you get the broker of record letter on the current policy. The insured lets you represent all the carriers you want. And, you know, they're, they're not necessarily severing ties with the other agent. They're just saying, you know, sorry, here's your hat. Um, you know, you can still quote on us if you want. So sometimes the incumbent agent still does quote. And many times there's also other agents who are involved. That's okay. We still might have to go through a quoting process, even though we get everything that we want. So if I get the things that I want, that is, I'm working with all the carriers that I know I need in order to to tighten this thing up and win. If I feel like I got a very strong position on all of this, and I don't feel like there's another carrier out there that's going to beat me, I feel like I can handle everything here, then... Even in part of my 12-month timeline of services, when I'm talking with the insured, what I'm going to do is that I will work with the insured, that I will typically come and present my quotes around 9 to 10 days before October 1st. I typically want to do it under 10 days uh, because... You know, most carriers have a broker record letter policy that if something is received within 10 days that they're not going to pay the new agent, which is weird, strange. It's not like it's really making it difficult for the insurance carrier, but they take that stance anyway. And so because of that, look, you know what? I'm still a competing agent. I'm not going to be foolish. I'm going to try to be wise, as wise as a serpent, as innocent as a dove. I'm going to try and do that. And so I try to come about nine to maybe 10 days before the actual renewal, okay? So I'm going to try to come within that window, but as far out into the future or, or the distance as I can. And I'm telling the insured, here's what we're doing. I'm bringing you all the quotes. I, like, at that point, I already know that the insured and I kind of have, like, this sort of agreement that I'm getting last look, they're likely to do business with me, um, we're going to renegotiate with whatever carrier we decide to go with, and so forth. It's that I know the insured understands my process has agreed with my process that it is the wisest, it's in their best interest, and then we can work through the process. So for example, if I come nine days before October 1st and I present my quote, I present the incumbent carrier's quote, I bring some other quotes that are in, you know, that are really competitive and so forth. The insured might get some other quotes elsewhere, that's fine, I don't care. But what's going to happen is that the insured and I are going to decide which of my quotes they are going to bind coverage with. Okay. Even if they get quotes from elsewhere, I'm still getting last look. I'm still getting the opportunity to work with the carrier that I want, and that's that's fine. More often than not, it's never going to be a problem if I get everything that I want. Okay. So if I present my quotes nine days beforehand, it's giving the insured a little bit of a chance to like kind of think about it, digest, really just understand what's happening. Um, when I meet with them nine days beforehand. The insured and I are going to decide which carrier they want to buy coverage with. Let's say they decide I want to go with ABC Insurance Carrier. Well, then I'm going to put together a Christmas wish list with the insured for ABC Insurance Carrier. And we're going to put together a list of things that we want that insurance carrier to do for us in order for them to be awarded the business. We might say I want the premium dropped 11%. I want you to remove the one-way audit instead of 100% minimum earned. It's only going to be 75% minimum earned. I want this endorsement added for no additional premium. Like, There's just different things that I'm going to add on that wish list. Now, I only ever will negotiate with the underwriter if I know the insured has said, I'm going to bind coverage with you. And I'm talking about this is after presentation. I might do it beforehand, like I mentioned earlier, if the if I get copies of other quotes. But I'm talking about after presentation here, okay? So I've already like sat down with the insured, have gone over this. We put together the, the list. The insured knows they're going to bind coverage with ABC. They've given me their word that they're going to do that. So now I'm going back to renegotiate with the underwriter. And so typically how it works is that when the underwriter knows that they've got a fish on the hook, they kind of put everything else aside and they work on reeling in that fish. That's how it typically works. And so they will then stop what they're doing. They will take a look at my email, my list. They're going to re-quote. They might give me all 11%. They might say I can only give you 8%, whatever it is. They're going to say what they can and can't do on that list and they're going to issue me their re-quote. I already know that they're getting the business. And this is what I talk to the insured in uh, about in regards to the 12-month time of services and what I do in my renewal process on their behalf. I get that renewal quote, and then I can meet with the insured again to go over it. Probably I'm going to be right around right now maybe five, six, seven days out. And so I go over it with them, like here's what we were able to accomplish based upon you know we already knew we were going to get the business. We came back now 11% less expensive. We got better terms, better coverages. This is the best deal that we possibly could have gotten out of ABC Insurance Carrier this year. And so then, since I've already had that conversation with the insured, I already have everything that I want prior to it. I'm willing to meet with them earlier to kind of go through this process with them. But that's because they've agreed to give me what I want. Therefore, I'm willing to give them what they want. I then buying coverage. I issue the certificate renewal or the renewal certificates for all their, their vendors, and that's it. That's how I feel. You know, the process should be handled. Frankly, those main two options, there might be another option in between there. There might be sort of like, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But frankly, I feel those are the two main options that we are are really, you know, kind of trying to figure out which is going to be best when it comes to positioning ourselves to offer the quote. I'm either going to, if I don't have everything I want, try to show up last and get copies of the quotes that the insured has received, especially those from the incumbent agent, and make sure that mine ends up being the best when I finally sit down with them. Or, if I get everything that I want, I, might meet, I will likely meet with the insured maybe about nine days in advance, go over it, and then even renegotiate with the underwriter based upon the carrier that they want to go with. Those, I feel, are two strong approaches that are very strategic and they set you up for victory. Unfortunately, lots of agents out there shoot themselves in the foot by doing something like this. Please, by the way, please listen to me. This is my, my, my DJ voice. Please listen to me. I want you to listen to me and I want you to do what I say. Do not ever, listen to me, do not ever send your quotes To the insured by email and then let them make a decision. (laughs) Don't do it to yourself. I'm serious. Do not do that to yourself. The likelihood of you winning is so completely unlikely. I mean, you, you are just, you are hurting every aspect of your ability to win the business by doing something like that. I don't care if the insured asks for it. You don't have to send it to them. If they're not giving you what you want, I don't have to send them a quote. I literally do not have to send you a quote. It's my quote. It's not your quote. Period. It might be about you. It just doesn't belong to you. I don't have to give it to you. So we will give it at the time and in the manner that I want. You're in control, insurance agent. You are in control, insurance producer. The insured needs you as much as you need them. If not, they need you more than you need them. So do not just email it and, you know, hope for the best because you ain't getting it. Don't also just like, you know, as soon as you get it, meet with the insured and expect that you're just going to make a decision. Don't do that either. Not very wise Uh, It doesn't work out very well, and I would also tell you that you should have some kind of an approach, some kind of a strategy involved where you're getting the insured, walking them down a path to the point in which they are ultimately making a decision on how they're going to come up with this. A lot of insurance agents will offer their proposal, but they have no idea how how the insurance buyer goes about to actually deciding which quote to go with. And so the insured like then gathers all these quotes. And I'm just telling you, this is how it happens. The insured gets your quote. They get the incumbent agent's quotes, the proposal. They might get another agent's proposal and they're looking at it and they're like, I don't know what any of this kind of stuff is. I don't know what this one is, what this one's offering. I don't know what this one's offering. You know, I just kind of remember what that guy said. You know, at the end of the day, this is what very often they do. They just go back and they look at the premium and say, okay, that's the carrier I want. That one's less expensive. That sounds good. I'll go with that one. Unfortunately, that's how it works. Because they don't understand. They're not in the insurance business. And if we don't hold their hand and lead them down the path that we want them to go to ultimately make a decision in our best interest, it's not likely they're going to make a decision in our best interest. The easiest thing for them to do is just renew with their current agent whatever that other agent has told them to go with, and that's that. But if we don't have some kind of a strategy, we're going to lose, We don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. Listen, I don't want that to happen to you, so I'm trying to get you to become a little bit more professional so that you will present your proposal at a time in the process that puts you in a stronger position so that you are much more likely to win the business. You want to know why? Because that's what millionaire insurance producers do. They don't just wing it. They don't just throw mud against the wall to see what sticks. They are professionals. They are strategic. They have processes. They have systems. They follow it, and they do it for a reason. And I'm telling you that one of the more foolish things you can do is not having a step-by-step process or strategy for presenting your proposal to the insured right before their renewal Uh, right before their renewal window, if you don't have the insured's buy-in. You are hurting yourself, and I don't want you to do that. Why? Because you're better than that. You're better than that. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents, just like you, how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.
1: Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it.